Did we think of our safe word? Pineapple. Guys, we're on. Hello, and welcome to It's the Vinyl Countdown, the podcast that shimmies your favourite band's musical catalogue like it's a backyard apple tree. Discarding the spoiler fruit while harvesting the plentiful, which we present to you here now on Bump 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 Pow. Uh, yep, that's you guys. Okay, 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 stop, 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 stop. Jesus, I thought you guys said you'd practice. Yes, this is the... Oi! Yes, this is a vinyl countdown, the countdown you never asked for, brought to you by the most underqualified music critics in the business. What we do is, one, select a band. Two, we rummage through their catalogue until we each come up with our own personal 10 most revered songs from said band in order. Then three, my fellow vinylists send their selections to myself where I tally them all up to come up with one monster top ten list, which is then dubbed It's the Vinyl Countdown. Okay, I'd like to introduce you to some very special people. These will be our resident vinylists. Um, our first person, when I asked him to be on the podcast, he had he said uh, on three conditions. One was... Uh, that we removed all the brown M&Ms from the bowl before he came out. The second was definitely sparkling water, not still. And the third was that he had to be bathed in a whole bath of warm milk before he came on the program. So everything done, Danny? I, uh, I, feel, I feel special. You're satisfied? I am, I am. Very you look satisfied. Sa- you, look, you look satisfied. Uh, Thank you. Our other resident vinylist uh, was far more uh, agreeable. Um, when I told her that we were doing this, she said, well, she basically just threw a tally out the window, uh, urinated into the pool, <laughs> and then hit the bathrooms with 12 hookers and cocaine. So welcome, Smarty. Oh, it's just another day in the life, really. What can I say? Yeah. Just Charlie sheening it up. <laughs> that was just yesterday. <laughs> that was breakfast. <laughs> so what people want. I guess when you start a program like this is qualifications. So I, I do have to test that uh, you're the right people for the job. So I'll just hit you with a few easy ones to start with. And then um, we'll see if you've got what it takes. Yeah. So let's start. Who wants to go first? Well, <laughs> Nikki's intro was pretty, a lot better than mine. So I think she should go first. Okay. <laughs> Smarty, last, last concert that you went to. Last concert that I went to. It's actually, I'm going to name two since they were only a couple of weeks apart. But uh, last week I went and saw Archie Roach live, which was uh, a little bit of a bucket list, um, get him before he's gone (laughs) um, gig. So that was pretty cool. And then I saw Glenn Richards at the Forum in the city. Um, And it was... Of Augie March. And um, lucky enough to get front row and... Luckily enough for COVID, that every person had a seat um, free next to them. So I was front row with no one either side of me, and it was amazing. Sorry, mate. Was that uh, Glenn Richards' um, good friends with Jamie Clayton and Greg Murray? <laughs> I do believe that is the Glenn Richards of We're tight. Shepherd We're and tight. Northeast Victorian fame. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty appropriate, too, uh, considering one, it's Anzac Day today, and two, we're doing a bit of an Aussie show today. So. 
nice choice of smarty. Uh, Danny, last uh, concert that you went to? The last uh, main gig I went to was uh, Catfish and the Bottle Men down in Melbourne. Nice. Uh, I'm not sure of the date, but it was it was really Where good. Was yeah. it? Where was uh, it? That was, at the, that was at the tennis center. That was really good. good Margaret band. Court was Margaret Court. Yep. The controversial yeah. Margaret Court Arena. <laughs> the controversial, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> great gig though. Great gig. Good band. Well, the next question is, uh, what was your first band shirt? Oh, first. Anyone can jump uh, in. Jump in as you, I, as you know. I'm pretty sure I got a hand me down from a, from cousins. Um, I don't know what age I was. I would have to have been in primary school. Pretty sure it was like a wham, wake me up before you go go shirt. Swear to God. And I <laughs> like a highlight. Didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh yeah, the eighties is all hell. <laughs> I, I wore it thinking that it was the bees fucking knees, but like, nah, like it wouldn't have been. <laughs> at, least I, at least I thought it was at the time. That's the bad thing. I should probably jump. I, I think mine would have been Pearl Jam. That was I'm number one. Sure, it was would have been Pearl Jam for my first T-shirt. Concert purchased. Uh yes, definitely concert now, purchased. I'd like to have a little bit of a guess. Did it have a stick stick man on it? I did not get the original. No, I didn't. Uh, It was pretty plain, actually. Um, And then I actually lost it on a holiday years later. So uh, I don't have it anymore. But I think that was my first one. Very nice. I should probably should be jumping in with mine here. I think my last concert before all this COVID stuff was Elton John. Um, Oh, was that on the the grass? It was an on the grass one. Um, I can't think of another one that I've been to. Of course, me and Danny were meant to see the Pixies on the day pretty much COVID yeah. kicked off and it got cancelled that day. So he travelled all the way from Victoria to Queensland and uh didn't happen. Oh, no. And then the violent films went down and uh, uh mm. chaos. My first band shirt, you probably haven't heard of this band because I really hadn't heard of this band. It got it was a hand me down as well as a wang band. Um it was a band <laughs> called Cat Licks on Acid, if you ever <laughs> wait, wait. Um, who was um who was a part of that? I don't know where it came from, but I thought that's pretty cool. I like the sound of that name. But uh, there was <laughs> a guy that worked in uh, Danny. You would remember him. His name was Mick, who worked in Dislocation. I think he was part of that band. I'm not 100 percent oh, sure. Right. I think he was a member of that band. But I I was about yeah. nine when I was walking around with it on. So yeah. Well, um, uh, maybe what we need to do is get some um, feedback from him off Facebook. Yes. If anyone if anyone remembers Cat Licks on Acid. Uh, never saw them, just wore their shirt. So if you want to tell us what sort of band they were and if, if they were any good, love to know. Yeah, so but probably this first one I purchased or had purchased that was of my era was probably a you or my shirt. And I wore that till it fell off me, basically. I wore that every day. Anyway, next Fucking question. Qual- next qualifying question. <laughs> what did you say? Um, <laughs> all right, Smarty, last song that you cried to. Uh, last song that I cried to was again just to bring up um, Archie Roach um, at the concert. So, at the concert. So um, when he, um, I don't know if anyone has seen him live, but when um, he does, well, at this particular gig, he sort of he he'll sing a song and then he'll tell the story about how that song came to be, and um, talks about his um, past of when he. Um, found out that he was um, 
you know, Stolen Generation and then found out when his mum had passed away and he was um, early teen years and um, and goes into how he sort of got into alcoholism, et cetera, before sort of starting to get into music. And, um, yeah, so he'd sort of talk, like, tell a story and he'd talking about, you know, drinking in Fitzroy and Brunswick and, you know, the publicans would, like, do a deal that you can drink behind the pub but you have to buy from us and, um, yeah, and some of the stories and then the songs. So he'd sing this song and you're like, oh, it's so uh, emotional. But, yeah, really good. So that was my last song that I cried to. Or songs, I should say. Yeah. Sounds like uh, it all happened at Archie Rage. It was, it was so good. <laughs> I think I may have been the youngest uh, audience member. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. But it, he was great. It was awesome. Very good. And, Danny, this is, is this a hard one for you to admit? Like, we're manly men? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm more than happy. And, and only, only up until about a couple of seconds ago, I actually didn't have an answer for you, but I do. Um, and it... It's a song by the Furies and it's called I Will Love You Every Time. Because like, um, yeah, it played at my uncle's funeral uh, a week and a little bit ago. Um, yeah. Bought me bloody eyes out. Got nothing to come back to that, have you? Yeah. I just made that pretty deep, <laughs> deep and dark. Yeah. Uh, good on me. Yeah. But yeah, no. I, I, like I was going to say something like um, uh, a lot of mu- uh, music in um, films makes me weep, I tell you, that's for sure. I was actually going to say I watched um, Meet Joe Black the other night mm. and I uh, haven't seen that in ages and that soundtrack is just a cracker. Yeah. So it's a score that took you down, a musical score. Yeah, it usually would. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I watched a movie the other night and I nearly got a little bit choked up. It was called The Perks of Being a Wallflower, if you've ever seen that. And it, was a, it was had David Bowie's Heroes playing at the end. Didn't quite bring me to tears, but uh, had, had, had the emotions running high. Um, have the snot coming out of your nose yeah 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 which is not good no it's not good with the beard um <laughs> or in a pool uh, yeah yeah <laughs> oh, shit. um but um probably my worst song that i've cried to is i don't know this is embarrassing but don't tell anyone i got really sick one day and i don't know emotions just must have been running high and i was really crook and downbeat and i watched grease and um holy the, shit the song at the end of it took me down and i thought don't worry no one will know about that then well the one the one they where they all dance together and they go yeah. into the score in the car <laughs> <laughs> no roller case the one before all the roller cases and stuff where i've got chills on multiplying that one <laughs> really it <laughs> took me down that i don't one. know why i don't know what was wrong with me i was just my, Not beauty my, school dropout. No, no, you would have thought so. But <laughs> yeah, jeez. Um, uh, or not the one where Rizzo sings where she's. Uh, how does that go? Oh, um, there are oh, worse things that's I the could one. do. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and that's not even the one that brought you no, down. The one that I want, the happy song. I don't know. Maybe it just all came together and I was overwhelmed so, with joy. Obviously, they were happy tears. It must have been happy tears. I don't know. But Emma, Emma came in and caught me and said I was busted. And so that's been leaked now. So yeah. that would have been awkward. It's tough to come back from that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't wait to watch it again and just see that in a whole new uh, light now. Uh, it looks uh, at the, I lost looks a lot of man points out there. I did lose man <laughs> points. Yeah. Danny, the last song that you danced to. Um, 
I chucked a couple of moves by myself the other day for um, someone reminded me how good um, generals and majors by XTC was, and I didn't have it on my Spotify list. That's a good. So song. I added that, and yeah, like I uh, I dropped a couple of couple of moves somewhere along the line there just the other day. I forgot. Like I always said to myself one day that if I kept up playing guitar, I'd love to be able to do a an acoustic version of Generals and Majors. Not song. sure it would work or not, but it's a cracking tr- cracking track. It is a good song. It's a good band, XTC. Underrated band. Yeah. Yep. Marty, you've been cutting any moves lately? I actually, I was cutting moves last night. I was no. at a festival. No, I don't want to hear Archie Roach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was at a festival last night, dancing away with all sort of disco numbers, I suppose. But um, I think when um, prior to last night at Easter, I was home in Wangaratta and... I was at a house party. And so that was the last time I danced and it was to Beyonce. <laughs> where where <laughs> to, in the house? It was in the lounge room. We had um, we had YouTube playing on the screen and uh, yeah, Beyonce single ladies. Oh, doing, and doing you were actually yeah, yep. the dance. Definitely or, trying yeah. to do the dance. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the well, like leotard that goes right up to your um... <laughs> Yeah, fully fully costumed, all the hand moves, <laughs> nailed yeah. it. Yeah, very good. <laughs> of course, would. Um, I think the last time I danced to a song, Danny, I was with you again. Like when you, um, and I was trying I to show my robot moves to AWOL Nation. Style. Oh yes, but, yes, uh, and I've got it on video too. If anybody wants to watch it, <laughs> oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll put that up on Instagram. Not... <laughs> I'm sure they'll all be very impressed. Now, I have one last qualifying question. Okay. Hypothetical one. I want to, I'll start with Smarty. If me and Danny having a house party at your house and say, Smarty, I want to look at you, I want to check out your CD collection, please. <laughs> so we go to where your CDs are kept. I spy a box on your dresser, maybe. And it's full of casingles. And I go head towards the casingle case and I start flicking through them. And you think about it's it. It's a long question. So it is a long question. So I'm visualizing wait. it though. I'm in my room flicking through the box with the casingles. Yeah, yeah. There's something in there I don't want Jamie to see. And you say, Jamie, look over there. There's a cool Cuda Lines jumper. And I go, where? And you take that casingle out of there. What casingle would it be? Is this where I say Archie Roach? <laughs> uh, now, what would it be? Um, I guess I'd have to go back to early or late 80s, I suppose, when cast singles were rolling and that was all you could afford with your birthday money that you'd get. Um, I don't know. That's a tricky one. I I got given a lot of... Uh... Same, <laughs> question. About... same question if you've got an answer for me, Danny. Um, same scenario, walked into your room. You said, look, oh, there's a packet of Dunhill Blues. And I said, where? And... <laughs> <laughs> um, like that, just like that. Yeah, just exactly like that. Yeah. Um, oh, it'd probably have to be when I got sucked into that um, that whole sort of, I don't even know what sort of time period. It would, would have been 90s where, uh, remember when um, Notorious B.I.G. passed on and he's... His late wife like made that song with P Diddy. Ah, uh, I'll be I'll be missing yeah, every you, the, the exactly, yeah. yeah. Every oh, exactly, God. yeah. Yeah. There was think, they, don't, don't judge me, Nikki. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a place of like non-judgment, and you've just gone whack. 
<laughs> no, I'm remembering that song. I was like, oh, yes, oh, I do remember yeah, that. I, yeah. I should repress it pretty that. deep. It was. It was a, a an old memory that just came floating up. I would have to say MC Hammer around that rough era. I'm thinking you can't touch this. Nearly has been pants. most god awful time in music. I reckon the between about pre grunge one ninety. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Still yeah. Still, it was a all bit a bit wishy washy. I think mine comes from that era as well. The one that I chose. Um, there was. I don't know if you remember it. I'll I'll tell you. Not, I had plenty to choose from. There was a band called Natural Selection, and it was called Do Anything for Your Loving. Recall it? No, could, I think so. Could you, could you sing a bit? No, I could not. Um, <laughs> you can. You just don't want to. <laughs> the other one I had was Informer by Snow. Yeah, I'm pretty yep. sure I had that. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure I can, I can even remember like searching and chasing for like different uh, versions of it, like for different remixes. And that's the Holy saddest shit. thing about it, I think, is people didn't give us these things as gifts. We, we... There's a judgment again. <laughs> well, <laughs> well we, we rode our bikes to the music store and purchased these things with our hard-earned money. And uh, yeah. Yep. yeah, there's nowhere to hide from this. It's just uh, outrageous, <laughs> really. I didn't I didn't know coming onto this podcast was going to make me reminisce about the, it's like, the it's more like choices intervention. I made. <laughs> <laughs> It's a shame on the public admission. Yeah, I don't know if this is underqualified us or qualified us to carry on, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) We've got the job. We'll press on. We'll let the public decide. All right. The final countdown. As we said before, what what we plan to do today, well, what these guys have done is they've pre-selected 10 songs from a band that Danny's chosen. And I've secretly tallied them up. And we have one big giant countdown where... At the end of that, we usually tell each other off for the songs that we picked and how we didn't pick the same songs. So perfect. the selector of the uh, band also gets to put the caveats in place. Should that be um, if that band has done collaborations or if the lead singer of that band has done any solo work is completely on Danny, whether that's admissible or non-admissible. Okay, so Danny, you're this week's selector with the band. Um, yep. I, I, I guess we shouldn't wait any longer. Why don't you tell us who we've got this week? So this week is Crowded House, probably the most uh, noticeable or you know most popular Australian band I would have thought of um, if you'd asked me. Um, and I, if we we're going to start this podcast now, you might as well start with um, you know the most heavyweight Australian band I reckon of probably all time. I'd uh, probably have them in the top five. I like it. Yeah. yeah, we're changing the show already, are we? Yeah. It's not the top 10 now. <laughs> <laughs> as far as in, like, well, first of all, can, can we clear up? I, I said to someone that uh, we're doing an Aussie band, we're doing Crowded House, and he said, oh, you mean half Australian, half New Zealand? They're not New Zealand. Look, if I told you I was born in Australia, but my father's Australian and my mother's a Kiwi, what would that make me? Racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, oh, look... Uh... Uh, Credit House formed in Melbourne. Yeah. Yes. They had two Ah, out of three Australian members. They were born in Australia. I think I think they're they're an Australian band, personally. Yeah, I I would suggest so. And then if you're going solo, obviously you'd you'd be saying that Neil Finn and Tim Finn and and all those are are, um, New Zealand uh, musicians or artists. They they were well. Then do you go back to split ends and say they were 
they were born in New Zealand and then they've done the migration to the motherland, to the they're, mainland. They're the phoenix from the ashes of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's an interesting question. Do we do we delve into it or do we skip it for now? Let's skip it. Because um, we're probably going to argue uh, with it all. <laughs> we'll just get into fights and it's all over. Some dust. <laughs> yeah. You've said Crowded House is the biggest band? So for, uh, yeah. Like I, for Australian, yeah, for Australian music, I, I would bigger, bigger than ACDC. Oh, I suppose it's a, it's a, That's it's a different question. Again, they're just different it? bands. Yeah, in, in excess, Midnight Oil, and they're in the, they're in that, they're all in the same sort of peloton, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say so. But I, but I'd say like I don't know, Creative House seems to have branched out into into many different other areas where I don't think other Australian bands have done that. And I think that's a lot to do with the Finn brothers, to be to be totally honest, and their early days uh, in music. But I still think they've branched out even further after Crowded House, and you know, um, gone into uh, you know to work with plenty of other people, and it's just branched out even further than like an In Excess or a, or a Midnight Oil or anything like that. I think well, he's I've... playing with Fleetwood Mac now, Neil Finn, yes. like, and they're playing Crowded House songs yeah. at Fleetwood Mac concerts. It's, uh, well, you look you look at Seven Worlds Collide, Seven Worlds Collide for me. I mean, the way that that branches out like is, is amazing. You've got Pearl Jam ties, you've got Radiohead ties, and you just go further and further. Um, I just reckon that they're kind of like, I know this is going to it's gonna divide a couple of people, but in the whole scheme of things for, for like Australian music, or if you want to call it local music, I reckon they're the Beatles mm. out of like a, of Australian music. Wow. I have to Big agree, cool. Dan. Big yeah. cool. Big cool. Well, you better give your bio on the band. Tell us a bit about them. It's gonna uh, it's gonna be scarce, but I'll give it to you. All right, you ready for this? Okay, I'm ready. So they were formed in '85, went to about '96. All right. Some would say that they've they're still going to this day, to be honest, because they just they chime in and out. So I'm going to give you the founding members. The founding members were Neil Finn, obviously vocals and guitarist, um, Paul Hester, who it was on the drums, R.I.P. Uh, Nick Seymour on the bass. And then you've got, um, so when I say they come in and out, you've got Mitchell Froome and Liam Finn um, jumping in and out of the band. Um, genre, you could argue this as well. Rock, indie rock. I like to think more indie rock, to be totally honest. Um, and then obviously, like as I said, they've branched out into many other um, sort of areas and bands. And, and that was even before Created House was formed. Studio albums, what have we got? Two, four, six, seven of them. You know, starting from when the, the self-titled album Secreted House to the classic Woodface. Um, and they're actually touted as having a 2021 album. I don't know if anybody knows of this uh, at all, because I didn't. And it is called Dreamers Awaiting. I think you sent me something the other day, but I didn't know until then, Smarty, you sent me a song off it. Yeah, but I didn't know that it had another album out in 2021. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, can't... Um, can't tell you what that's all about. Maybe Nikki can. There's me run down. I could go. I could go on for days. Do you know what I mean, Jamie? Yeah, got you. Yeah, days. Cool. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Crowded hmm. house. We're officially together together for eleven years. Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty-five to ninety-six was it? Yep. Can you see a massive change from nineteen eighty-five? to 1996 like you you compared them to the beatles if you played the beatles 1960 stuff to their 1970 stuff n- enormous change like um 
in the band's look, everything. But um, Crowded House, what do you think? Do you think there was much? Was there much change? I mean, when you when you look at it, um, Crowded House, when you're talking about, I, I probably wouldn't go in that sort of retrospect relating them to the Beatles because I think Beatles went through one of the biggest changes uh, that a band, that, that band is the god of music for my, my liking. Crowded House, you know, I don't know, 85 to 96. They, I mean, obviously they went through changes and their music would have um, changed a fair bit too, especially because of the fact that um, Split Ends was a completely different uh, group entirely and, 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 you know, pretty much completely different music. Mm. Um, yeah, oh. look, at that. they would have went through changes, but not massive. I think they just pumped out a, a, a crap load of good songs. I think there wasn't many changes too, probably because they were already mature. They already knew what they wanted to do. They'd already yeah. been, they'd already been there and done it. Yeah. Um, they they had their formula worked out. They seemed to do it for every album. A couple of ballads here, yeah. something a bit quicker there, yeah. something a bit funky. And there's an album done. Next one, like um, I honestly reckon that if like, and this is just obviously my point of view, but it, and I'll probably come back to it a couple of times. If you go and have a look at that Seven Worlds Collide. And, and and if you're going to talk about cha- a change, Jamie, you have a look at how far those songs have come and they still mean something. And and yet those musicians are, are tip-top musicians and they love that music. Like they, you can see that they play, play that music with absolute ease and and they really want to play it. Like, you know, when Eddie Vedder comes out and plays a couple of like split-end songs and that sort of stuff as well, I mean, it's gold. The st- like nearly everything that the Finn brothers put, you know, touched has turned to gold because they're just tip top musicians and performers. I think um, just listening back through Crowded House, um, the catalogue, I think that their music didn't change all that much from, you know, 85 to or 84 to 96. It's um, they obviously knew how to write a Crowded House song. Um and they are quite similar listening to them all together. And I even listening to Split Ends again, I could um, Split Ends probably sounded a little bit more um, oh, complicated or lots going on in the background the and crowded houses. Theatrical and um, yeah, um, yeah. I reckon that just you can see the shift in. from Tim Finn to Neil Finn. Like, oh, absolutely. Like um, you've got your Tim Finn, your six months in a leaky boat, like it's crazy, and yeah. Yep. Um, what are the other ones? I my mistake, and um, yeah, I, I, I see red, I see red, I see red. Um, and then you see the stuff from Neil Finn, and it's way more low key. It's um like that. I got yeah. you. Um, it's it's more simple, yeah. yeah. And it probably goes to show that it, you don't need to have all of those bells and whistles all of the time, and that simple can often be the best or you know better and it's easy to listen to and you can hear what they're saying which is sometimes a really big thing for people who love these kind of bands because they can sing along to the lyrics straight away they don't need to try and find it out they can they can sing along and um have those memory you know moments of I remember when I heard this because you know I was doing this and then I could sing the words and it's it's stuck with me so I think they've got a such a. I mean, you hear a song and you know that it's Crowded House. You know it's them straight away. So, um, whereas probably like Split Ends, um, Message to My Girl. It's such a. Every time I hear it, even now to this day, you know, it, if it catches me off guard, and I think this sounds like Paul McCartney, mm. and I'm like, oh no, it's Split Ends. Like they they 
yeah, always kind of get me a bit. I was just going to say, like, I reckon one of the noticeable, noticeable things for me, if you're going to uh, compare split ends to the crowded house uh, phase, is that the crowded house songs, I mean, as much as they were, you know, some of them were absolute um, just gold songs, like they flowed in, in sort of one one direction, right? But split end songs, it was almost as if half the time you, you, you're cutting up three separate songs and then putting them all together. So we're all split ends fans here, aren't we, as well as Credit House? So can can you have um, someone who's not likes one and dislikes the other? Is it that'd be pretty a pretty rare find? Do you reckon? Or I reckon it'd be a rare find. Yeah, I, 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 I like. I don't think you'll find anybody saying that, that um, they'll hate both, but I reckon you probably find some people saying they were absolute crowded house fans, but only a couple of songs from Split Ends mm. or vice versa. There'll definitely be the preference, I think, because with their similarities, there is that, again, like we've just mentioned, the, you know, so much happening with Split Ends and then that sort of easy, easier to listen to crowded house that would split i suppose or have that preference to one or the other so i reckon i'm gonna ask a question what's your favorite split end song now i think if you've got a neil finn song you're going to be more of a crowded house fan and if you say a tim finn song you're probably more likely to be a split ends fan so what what's your favorite split end song danny oh um i want to say um i want to say six months it didn't make boat but i i'm not sure right now come back to me I have to say my favourite is um, Message to My Girl. I love it. Still love it. Okay. Um, And are you more of a crowded house person or a split ends person? I would say definitely more crowded house. Okay. So, so far the theory works. I'm, I'm um, Dirty Creature is my favourite split end song. That's a Tim Finn song. And I'd say I'm more of a split ends person than a, than a crowded house person. There you go. Mm. Yeah, this is hard. Oh, um, I'd probably say Crowded House. Yep. You're a crowded I, I haven't, yep. I haven't gone way back and checked out all Split Ends albums, more so just their, um, their main hits. So yeah, I'd, I'd have to say Crowded House on that, uh, that basis. Uh, yes, I've got it now. So my favorite is Stuff and Nonsense so by Split Ends. That's Neil, isn't it? Is that Neil? Uh, I reckon, it, I think Tim Finn was doing the, um, the piano on that. Okay. And, and and possibly singing as well. I don't want to fight a pet with you, though. Would you be annoyed if you were Tim Finn? Like, he's obviously like a music god. He knows what he's doing. Can you say genius? Is that going too far? Um, but then little brother comes along and everything he touches just turns to gold. Like every split end song he touches. If you go to YouTube, all the top songs are Neil Finn songs uh, when, you, when you're selecting a YouTube. Then he moves to Crowded mm. House. They write Don't Dream It's Over. They hit it in the US and, it, and the band just launches themselves. Would you be a, a little bit annoyed if you were Tim Finn, do you reckon? Or? I think um, I had a look online. I was interested to know this. And um, I found an interview from years ago now. And um, they were asking, they were talking to Tim and they were asking him how he felt about his little brother. And he had a moment of candidness and said, um there were times when Crowded House weren't doing great that I was relieved. And then when they were doing really well, I was frustrated that we didn't get the success in split ends that Crowded House got. Mm. Um, yeah, so I found that interesting. And I, 
it could even go back to how they've been brought up, but there is definitely, um, he was admitting in this interview that there had been um, feelings of jealousy watching how his brother, you know, everything he sort of went to um, turned to gold. So, yeah, interesting. When Do you remember the first time you ever heard Crowder House or what is your earliest memory? Or are we too old for this sort of nonsense? Oh. That's one thing I do. That's one thing I do remember. Strangely enough, uh, I remember hearing "Don't Dream It's Over" on the radio, and I would have been, I guess, eight or nine. And we lived in Melton and um, had a green Commodore, um, dark green Commodore. And I remember getting into the dark green Commodore and the radio being like, put, you know, Mum turning the car on and the. Um, car starting radio coming on and hearing it and just thinking I'd never heard anything like it and it was the most beautiful song. Did you say you, so, you came from Melton? Lived in Melton for a little while. I can't, I can't <laughs> believe you had a car or a car stereo. <laughs> <laughs> we we weren't there long enough. We, we did get out before it got taken. It was touch and go. <laughs> Straight to the border. Yes. <laughs> Danny? Oh, mate, No. Don't do the memory things with me. Jesus. I, I have nah. an early memory I of something so strong. I don't know. It might be the film clip or, or something or just the mm. feel-good nature of it. Like I just, for some reason, that jumps out at me as my earliest memory of Crowded House. I reckon yeah. if, I, if I was to pick one, mine would be actually chocolate cake and I can't stand it. No? I remember, dis- I remember disliking it immensely and I still, I, I, I'm not a massive fan of it at all to this day. Yeah, I was, was going to say, mate? did that make our countdown? But I don't think it did at all. It's a good segue because it, um, it's our number, number one honourable yeah. mention is uh, chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah. Picked by me in position number 10. Stick uh, that up, you clacker. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't look like it was ever going to make it. But nah, not for me. Not for you? Okay. Nah. Uh, the next song was the only one in the count that I didn't know. Um, and that was There Goes God. Yes, I, I chose that money. one. Yeah. It was, yeah. Are you upset that it's in honourable mentions? No, I thought it, it would end up there. I think most of the time when I do um, the countdowns and I'll put in a, a random one that I love because I love the, you know, I love it. It's not one of the well-known ones. And I'm like, that's just going to sit in the um, in the honourable mentions list. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Number three was another one of mine, um, Sister Madly. I reckon that's one of their one of their tracks that is very very related to split ends. Mm. As that split ends, it's uh, got that kooky sort of yep. craziness about background it. craziness. Yeah. Um, number four, locked out. Anyone have that? That wasn't me. I didn't have that one in there. I don't think. No, no, no. no. might have been. We should probably say that we've got another voter who's not with us tonight, so um, his votes will be R.I.P. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that, Mister Ludlow. So locked out must have been others. I feel possessed. I think I'm pretty sure I had that in mind in a low spot. Uh, Did anyone else have that? No. When you say a low spot, Jamie, do you mean it was in your was it five and under, or or you had it up in the higher realms? I had that in the sixth sixth position. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Um, and my (laughs) earliest memory is the next one. Something so strong. Yeah, I'm, that that upsets me a little bit that it's in there. Really? Oh. Yeah, that, that it's not in. Yes. That it's not in top ten. Yeah, not in the top yeah. ten. 
has that one has that one suffered from the um the the fate of if you hear it too much on the radio it loses its shine like it's a great song but you hear it one too many times and then it just sort of starts to fall yeah maybe yeah mm. um next one was when you come um i didn't have that one i'm glad i'm not gonna be the only childish one <laughs> we gotta to stick together yeah. pardon the pun <laughs> we couldn't have scripted that better that's it. If, right. i'll tell you right now if that doesn't stay in i quit oh, that's in that's in um i'm a bit embarrassed i didn't know this song until i listened to the next one uh, there's a couple in there that i didn't know to be honest it's probably a bit of an anthem of theirs. And I thought, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't know the name of this song. And it was uh, Mean to Me. Is that what I'm talking about? Mean to Me? I no, do. I don't think so. Yes. Danny, come on. Um, Hold on. <laughs> I'm telling you off for things that I didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> I bring the house down. God only knows which way is up, which way is Am I singing the right song? Yeah. It's one that I don't uh, notice by the track um, title. But like as soon as it starts playing, you know exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, the world where you live. Yeah. Yeah. Probably just on the outer, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Uh, Same with the next one. Into temptation. No, I don't think anyone else picked this. I had this up. I had this at number two. Really? It's not as upbeat as all of their other really well-known songs. So I guess it is a little bit unique in that sense. I think it's a lyrically beautiful song. And that was the one bubbling under the surface. So they they were our honourable mentions. That's probably a short list of honourable mentions as far as um, other counts that we've done between ourselves. Um, what does that tell us? Does that tell us that um, they have a just a really good catalogue of decent songs that everyone knows and all the, all the rest sort of fall by the wayside a little bit, do you think? Or, or does, I'd, it, I'd probably or does say... it show that they're a band probably just before our time where we've just caught the better the better songs, if, if you know what I mean? Like Because we were kids hmm. in the mid-80s. Yeah, it's interesting that they started when we were all starting primary school and they finished when we'd finished high school. It was all pretty much our, our educated years that um, was mm. their career. Uh, I, I reckon, like, if you look at the number 10, uh, sorry, the top 10 that we've got for Credit House, I don't think it'd be too dissimilar to a lot of other people a lot or a lot of other music fans, to be totally honest. It so might not be in that, air, in that, you, in that uh, level. On, your top bunch of uh, Credit House fans, you reckon ours would be pretty similar to what theirs would be? I reckon it would be, yeah. I reckon that I reckon we've got a pretty big interchange bench. I think honourable honourable mentions would would be sneaking in with some others. I reckon too. Mm. I reckon you could easily just mix it all up, and it's um, no one no one had uh, bad an eyelid. But um, mm. anyway, um, any hurt feelings, Danny? You had hurt feelings about something so strong, did you? Or um, I wouldn't wouldn't go as far as to say my, my feelings are hurt. No. <laughs> That's a relief. But I but you know, you know, could it have been in the top ten because I picked it or should it have been in the top ten before because I picked it, maybe, yeah. <laughs> that's how it works, isn't it? Whatever yeah, my right. number one yeah. is has to be number one. Exactly, yeah. That's exactly it. Has there has there even been a time where any of us have picked a number one and it hasn't been in the top ten? Surely that wouldn't have happened. No, usually always scrapes in because 10 votes always yeah. normally get you yeah. into a, at least yeah. 10 position. But um, yep. one more voter, and I reckon that there's a couple that have been out. Let's do it because I reckon um, this is when the wine will start to kick in. He'll be up to you. 
<laughs> no. You want this recorded? <laughs> Are you ready to go? Do it. Feeling Let's good? Let's do it. Do it. All right. Feeling great. Number 10. Bit of a bombshell. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I think already was better be home soon. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Yeah. I'd agree with the bombshell. In saying that, I didn't really, I, did I, I'm not even sure if I had it at all, let alone uh, had it high. I definitely Jeez. didn't have it high. Jeez, but, your, uh, your bombshell intro made it sound like you had it really, you know, probably uh, in your top three. I just think when you talk uh, Crowded House songs, Better Be Home Soon is one of the first ones that sort of always enter the conversation. Yeah. Um, it wasn't in my top 10 either, but not because I don't like it, but just ran out of room. Yeah. I, I no just mind I didn't have it at all. Danny, you must have had mm. it. Somewhere, did yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, just somewhere. Um, yeah, I think it was Cracker. That's what it. do you like about it? <laughs> what do I like about it? <laughs> the well, I, personally, I think the um, uh, I think it should have been lower, to be honest. So it's a bit of a – I'm not – you know, I'm a little bit upset with that, that it's not lower than it, than it was. Um, I just think it's um, it shows how good of a, a band they are um, making those types of songs. Their ballads are – a tip top always, you know, they probably always ha- have been. Uh, and, and for me, that's um, right up there with, with some of the best of them. I just reckon they have, a, they have a real knack of hitting people deeper than, than they think yeah. with their words and, and just their melodies and all that sort of stuff as well. Do you know what the, do you know what I reckon one of the worst parts about Crowded House is, is how easy they, how easy they play their songs. That shits me because they're bloody good at it. I was going to say that's usually the I'd sign like of a good. good group together, isn't it? Like they, oh, they all absolutely. work together so well um, yeah. that it, it's effortless. Yeah. Um, and it makes you think that you can either sing it or play it. Like you hear it and you're like, oh, yeah, I think I could do that. Like that doesn't yeah. sound that hard. And then if you try to, you're like, oh, my God, this is a I lot agree. better than absolutely I realised. Yeah, Absolutely agree. And once again, I'm going to annoy the hell out of you. But like, I take, I go back to that, um, uh, that several worlds collide. And when they're doing that, that interval um, part where they're doing the gig, and then they do parts of when the band members caught up with each other and practice and all that sort of stuff. Like even their, even their jams and practice time just sounds gold. You could just sit there with your mouth hitting the floor, just amazed at how good they are and and how talented they are. And they pick up, they pick up stuff just instantly. I was just going to mention too, I know um, I think Muzz would have had Better Be Home Soon high up in his um, list. And uh, I know that last time, or not last time, but, you know, um, at one of the occasions he was back in Australia and and we had a sing-along to this, a drunken sing-along at the pub. Um, So I think it, it has that feelings of nostalgia whenever you hear it. And if you're traveling or um away from home and you know you hear it and and it does make you think of home and all the good things about it so it has that like you were sort of saying jamie before that he's got that knack of writing that you can relate it to yourself but then so can you know millions of other people for their own circumstances exactly and it's not not completely obvious it's like a, a little bit um uh, poetic and you have to make your own story from it but it, they open that door I think I think if they say that's the sign of a good songwriter that they can um, write with that um, generalization but enough 
that okay. you can relate it to your own circumstance yeah, and, touch and on you individually as, as yeah 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 they're really good at that so better be home soon lucky to make it but um we're all happy it's in there yeah absolutely and possibly should have been higher but ran out of room should have been higher yep i think we're agreed uh number nine uh smarty you're going to take us through pineapple head I, I think Pineapple Head, um, I think, has a little bit of a split ends um, feel to it as well. It's a bit jangly and a bit, um, you know, a lot in the background, a lot going on. Um, I, I think it's really different. I think that's why it sort of got into my top 10 after listening to them all. Um, and, you know, I'd said earlier that you know a Crowded House song when you hear it, but it is quite different to some of those other ones. Um, and just even having a look up about, you know, about it and just interestingly read online that um, when they released it as a single and I'd assume it was released in 93. So I'd assume it was on a CD, it's pressed onto a CD at that point, brand new CD. They were only been a few years in and the, they released it as a single and the single cover artwork was done by Reg um, Mombasa of Mambo fame. And yeah, mental as anything as well. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's it's actually quite a cool pick. Um, I don't know. I just I really enjoy it. I really like it. It's it's just that little bit different. And yeah, like I said, has that split ends feel to it. And even though I said earlier that I'm probably more crowded house leaning, I do like the, yeah pineapple That's head. Exactly what I had written down for that song is it's a throwback to the split ends. Yeah, and that little bit of uh, out there in this. So Danny, you're happy with pineapple head? There? Nah. No? <laughs> did, it make your, did it make your top 10, Danny? Or obviously uh, not. No, it didn't. No, well, no, it no. Wasn't like, I think that's either. where... I, I thought mm. were, that's, yeah. that's where more something so strong could have just uh, easily slotted in. So um, <laughs> am I happy? No, I'm not happy. Well, <laughs> I might join you in your unhappiness, Danny, because the next song is number eight, which I had at number one. <laughs> And oh oh wow yeah, yeah okay it's, it's here okay. we go interesting My song is you're not the girl you think you are um mm. i don't think it, i think it just came off that best off album i'm not sure if it came off a specific um crowded house album just the one they released around 1995 that had all their best of songs on there what do i love about this song there's just a rawness in his voice that i don't hear in any other crowded house song I, and um I'm sure he's gone falsetto on that before, but there's just, yeah, I love that when people go raw. Uh, you don't hear that with any other Crowded House song because their songs are so verse here, chorus here, everything mm. everything in its right place with their songs. Yep. And just to hear a song that has that, it re he's really reaching in that chorus. Like, and it's, I mean, it's beautiful. Um, so, yeah, that's always been my favourite Crowded House song ever since I heard it, even though they've got so many more I love, just that, and I just love that waltz. It came out around the same time as Elliot Smith's waltz number two. Um, if you know, oh, yes, yes. Um, I, lo I love that song too. They were kind of both sort of reminded me of each other, and it's just such a beautiful song. And as far as the lyrics go, I, I don't know a, a girl who's low self-esteem. I think possibly the guy's apparently a stand-up guy, but there's really no emotion there. And yet he sings it with such emotion in his voice. And yeah. you know, it, like when he's getting to those sort of just breaking points of it um yeah. hitting the higher notes yeah yeah um i think it's a yeah it's a really sad song um but uh, yeah I just you like, okay i'll be okay I'll be, it's, it's, mm. i mean it's no grease but uh <laughs> 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 but it's sad yeah 
Yeah, so I was the only voter for that song, I believe, and I had it at number one. That's why it's come in so low, but I'm glad it's there <clears throat> in some form. Anyway, on to number seven. So, so that's the way you rigged the, the top tens, is it? <laughs> By yeah, right, okay. uh, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Smart move. <laughs> um, well, Smarty's about to one-up me because her number one song... It's only natural. It's coming at number it was seven. actually my number one. And and even Ooh. reading back through my list, I think it would change again. And I think it just goes to show, like, depending on when you're listening to the, when we're listening to these songs to do the countdown, quite often I go back and I, and I think, oh, I reckon I would have changed the order of that now. So, um, but I still think it's a great song. So, yeah. yeah well, you should feel that way. <laughs> the commitment the commitment that i gave it at number one yeah um i just thought you picked it because there was a, there's a guy rollerblading with a guitar in the film clip <laughs> he does get some speed up i was actually looking at the video earlier and uh he gets some pace up and he's i presume they're in new york it looks like they're in new york there's cabs around them everywhere and he's <laughs> rollerblading his heart out with his guitar that's all I recollect from that song is someone rollerblading in the film clip. So yes, yeah, uh, yep. It's, kudos it, to Nick Seymour <laughs> and his rollerblading ability. Um, he did really well. <laughs> and even even looking at the video um, earlier, and I like it. I was looking at when the song was done. It was in '91, so again, it was that pre-grunge. Um, era and the video clip itself is really bright colors and all like happy happy joy joy like sort of that time when it was like um oh I'm just trying to think other video clips it was all really bright and lots happening and then a couple of years later like the that sort of the shadowy the darker sort of style crept in but yeah I was watching it thinking it's so there's almost an element of cheesiness to the video which kind of doesn't match the song I was gonna say later but um now that you've touched on it all the film clips that i've watched i think they're really uh ordinary yeah <laughs> filter of the month going around on on uh, the camera <laughs> let's just run with that and it seems to be neil Goodpin walking around with the guitar the other guy's doing yeah. weird shit in the background for most of them <laughs> totally <laughs> uh number six <laughs> are we up to Private Universe. Um, I had this up around the mid-range. Someone else must have had it as well because it got up pretty high into number six. Um, again, I think Danny said earlier, their ballad making is just, uh, it's unbelievable. They know what they're doing. Um, they, they just pull you in. This song is so haunting. Um, I just get a feel of like being out camping with it and that sort of look glaring into the fire late into the night when everyone's gone to bed sort of atmosphere and it just really it's a really nice sort of a sound of the song with the bongo beats in the background and um, again lyrically it feels like you're not meant to be part of it it feels like it's part of his diary let's love that line in the song highest branch on the apple tree was my favorite place to be it's got that hint of nostalgia to it it's just got a bit of everything sort of uh, pulls you in he's, he's just so good at it right yeah it's got an eeriness when I listen to it it has an eeriness and like you say that camping like you can imagine being out camping and it's dark and you're looking up and the trees are casting their shadows and it's eerie it's like it's sort of otherworldly I reckon the sound of it well we get before we get into the top five again no no real shocks like everything in its right place do we think or are we are we talking about top five uh the the five we've done oh yeah, no, I think there's. It probably wouldn't have panned out that way if I 
it was just me. If we just and if, if you were, to... <laughs> if can we, you were can doing we be honest Danny? with each other? Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. Do you want to do the quiz? <laughs> Stop. Do the quiz. Okay, so. In our journey through the countdown, we'd like to take a, a little uh, step away and um, enjoy ourselves and uh, test our test our knowledge. Let's uh, let's do the quiz. So this is uh, Smarty. If you uh, think you know the right answer, yell out Smart. And then if you know the right answer, you, you yell out in the fan way. Okay. So question one. <laughs> the Brian Jonestown Massacre was a cult that turned into a bit of a crowded house. What was the poison-laced drink that is often referred to have been drunk to make this house a little less crowded? Mafanway. No. Mafanway. Cordial. Oh, it's not far off. Damn it. You might hear it in a saying every now and then that says, don't drink the... Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid is the correct answer. Bingo. <laughs> One point, Nathaniel. <laughs> I had no idea where that was no. going. That was. That Have you ever was heard the saying, Smarty? Don't drink the Kool Aid. I've heard that, but I did the rest of that question. I was puzzled. Just in relation to your last name, Nick. Smarten up. <laughs> I do. In that case, that had me thrown. I'm letting my name down here. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Right. Next question. The Hillsburg Football Crush was a bit of a crowded house. Uh, it happened in 1989 in England when what team played Nottingham? Mathanway. Mathanway? It's going to be a, a guess. Uh, I'm going to go Chelsea. No. Smarty? Not a clue in <laughs> at all, but I will say Man U because that's all I can think of. I'll, I'll say you're warmer. Liverpool. Danny, two points straight up on the quiz. Bingo. All right. Question three on the Crowded House quiz. Corey Worthington had a bit of a Crowded House party back in the day. The ACA host was upset when he wouldn't take off what accessory? Smart. My phone way. Smart got in. Oh, God damn it. I actually know this question. <laughs> the other two were gone. Uh, I, I can't remember who the, the host was, but... Uh, I know she was quite upset when he wouldn't take off his sunglasses. Correct. <laughs> and apologise. Take off your sunglasses and apologise. Okay. <laughs> We're going to play a bit of warmer, colder with this one as well. One could argue that the whole world at the moment is one large crowded house. How many billion people does it have now? So if you, you're behind smart, so if you'd like to have the first guess. How, How many people in fair? the world? To a T. Billion. Billion, I'm talking about. 30 billion. Lower. Hmm. Is it my go now? Well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was there a third member playing? <laughs> um, I'll go 13 billion. Lower. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, okay. 7 billion. So we, we need a decimal point in there. 7.0, oh. is that your answer? Uh, I'm going to say 7.3. Higher. 7.8. Correct. Oh, Mifenway. Well done. Bingo. We did, we did, Danny's already taken out the quiz for this week, but we did have a fifth question. What happens at a crowded house Darling Street kitchen party? 
<laughs> that would be uh, Crowded House um, Kitchen Party would be involve Cat Dog Island and everyone would jump onto a random blanket thrown on the tiled floor. What the of, fuck is of, that? Oh, <laughs> so random. It sounds like a um, world I don't want to enter. <laughs> oh, this brings out memories. <laughs> Days in London, in random houses, we would decide to have kitchen parties and then create islands with people who went in the house, use their doona to sit on, a, on the filthy floor. <laughs> is that the actual answer? I don't that's know. That's the answer. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's because um, we didn't want to sit on the filthy floor that no one cleaned in these houses that we lived in. So whoever was missing, we would we would utilise their doona and pop it back on the bed without them knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Very so. good. Well done, Danny. Our first. <laughs> Thank you. Not, you've notched up your first win there. We'll, yeah, uh, beautiful. Do that one again. Can we Are we going to keep a spreadsheet on that, like a running tally? Oh, or? Yeah. Oh, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> You know I already have one. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. Well, let's hit the top five then. I think, Smarty, you're going to take us with number five, are you? Weather with you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like what you're down say? in your top ten again. Yeah. Well, I am. I am. Um, oh, here we go. I think, I think it comes back to, again, for me, with what I was picking with them is um, – their harmonies and and they make you want to sing along and whether you know depending on where you are even if you're you know in a supermarket or wherever you're hearing it and you hear these songs and like weather with you is another one that you can sing along to without even realizing that you're doing it so mm. um it's I, one of those yeah ones you and don't realize you know the lyrics until it comes up yes i know all the lyrics oh well, yeah yeah and um, probably, you know, if someone was to say what's your, in your top five, I wouldn't have thought to um, to have mentioned that. But yeah, it, it went listening to them all, and it was it just found its way up higher than I would have expected. But yeah, such a good song, easy to sing along to, and yeah. Number four, love this song, just love it. I'm glad it finished as high as it did. Another ballad. Um, they just do it so well, um, and this is just another one they pumped out in the late, oh, would you say mid ninety, early nineties, uh, four seasons in one day. Uh, Such is that darker aspect, isn't it? I reckon this one. It, they had it's moved bucket. away from that that funny sort of early eighties mm. bopping around sort of stuff, and they and like the nineties was moving into that grunge era, and everybody didn't want feel good music anymore. And the song, the music in it itself, it's it's just again, it's just so simple. It's a couple of couple of instruments just playing beautifully together, um, with beautiful lyrics, and that's that lyric finding out where there is comfort, there is pain. It's just stuff like that. It's just such. Such simplicity and so beautiful at the same time. Yeah, I just I just love that song. It has a bit of a Beatles feel for me too. Like I, I can hear um, Beatles through it. Just the again on the harmonies, but it, it does remind me of of the Beatles. Yep. Yeah. I agree. We move into the top three. So this is the enchilant of Crowded House as we see it. Um, I I hope everyone's happy with it. Uh, number three, we're going to go to Smarty. Distant Sun. Um, I'm, yeah, interesting that it's got to the top three. Um, again. Drama again. Drama again. And this must have been one of the ones that we all possibly agreed on. Usually we get to the pointy end and, and we start to match up with some of our votes. Um, 
it's a, another easy easy to sing along to I harp on about singing along to it it's such a big thing for me <laughs> um and um I don't know if it's been picked up in movies or anything but I feel like it has been but it, it's just a such a well-known song um I was looking at the film clip for this as well and just touching on before when I was talking about um the film clip for it's only natural it was all bright colors and and bit cheesy and the film clip for this one was done a couple of years later and it was that um you know the shadowy golden glow and just their faces and and not moving around so much so they definitely had picked up on the the change in the music in just those couple of years where it went from that sort of you know happy boppy style to like you were saying before Jamie just getting a little bit uh a little bit more real I think I can relate this one to the uh, private universe song as well. I think it's, I think it's done that intimate song. Like it's, he's singing it to someone that you could use for a wedding song or whatnot. And it's, and it's um, what do you think? If you're talking about lyrics wise though, you're talking about lyrics yeah. wise, you yeah, could that, say that about most created house songs that most of them seem extremely deep. And uh, you know, like he's, he's telling you about his life, but obviously it can be relatable. Mm. Yeah. It's really, really relatable. Us against, us against the world feel better. I think people love that. Like it's uh, mm. you and me against every and against everybody, um, mm. and people love that for wedding songs and things like that. You just yeah, you just get a feeling he knows what he's doing when he's right. right well, you song. did. What? You loved it, like he, his stuff for wedding songs. Oh, Danny, you you spoil you're trying spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it'd be so interesting Stop to know gun. how many people have a crowded house song as their wedding song. It mm. would be really interesting to yeah for to say oh yeah we had well I don't want to give anything away but we had this or, or that one yeah well it we're, was we're only gone too of... early sorry <laughs> um, Danny you're you're uh, taking us to number two you had this higher than all of us so yeah um, and that and that surprises me to be honest I'm surprised that this is number two as well because I thought when I said when we did this one I thought this is going to be number one by the strength, the length of Flemington. No, I'd say I disagree. I, I, I don't think it should be number one. I, it should be it should be number two. That's my opinion. Um, but uh, I think number one deserves what it got. But anyway, this song, um, I think this song still reminds me of like nearly the whole top ten of Credit House uh, songs, and probably like even outside it, uh, you know, top ten Credit House songs. When you when you hear the start of their songs you instantly know nearly the whole pattern of the rest of the song. Well, that, that's what, that's what's always happened for me. You remember the start of this song? Like that, that clean guitar strum. Yeah. That sort of, um, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it just and, leads um, you into the f- first line. You, so, you know, the progression, you know, the progression of the rest of the song in, in one flash moment, you know, like it's that popular. So it was always that popular. And I, um, I admire him as a bassist more after re- re-listening to this song, that little, little bass yep. that he does at the start of that and, and, yep. and throughout. Um, and for me, like, for me, the things that make me believe that this song is just a, a fantastic song and it deserves all the recognition that it should is that um, uh, I remember when I saw a footage of a, a, a Faith No More covering it um, in some of their live acts. Oh, right. And, I mean, you know, Oh, I love Faith No More. But just when they started like doing it, like um, some of their live acts a few years back, I just, you know, it just makes you, like it, it shows you how far that their actual music sort of 
uh, it goes. Like we underestimate how far, it, like you know, and how popular their music is. And and I think with other musicians too, like we were saying earlier, Eddie Vedder. I know he's a big fan of Crowded mm. House, and he does a lot of covers. Yeah, he does oh, a lot of Crowded I, I House covers. Concert I went to when I was sixteen. They covered "I Got You" by Split. End. That's right. Yeah, yeah. LG, yeah. yeah. I think if you look online and, and search, you know, any Pearl Jam show that there's, um, yeah, there's always a, a live at the end of the show that they're doing a cover and, and they do yeah. do a lot of Crowded House covers. Do you remember who he, who Eddie Vedder dedicated that to, Jamie, back all the way back then? That um, split end song? Uh, Tim Finn? No, I don't know. <laughs> no, not Tim Finn. His wife, it was his birthday. Oh, okay. Her birthday, sorry, her birthday. Jeez. Oh, Eddie did to his wife. Yeah. So he only he only sang the words. Well, well, this is the version that I heard. He only sang the words, I've got you, and that's all I want. And mm. the crowd just went absolutely apeshit. So, and look at you too. Take a sip. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. Just, just talk it up. Yeah. Talk it up, Daddy, while we drink. <laughs> yeah. You're on. <laughs> hey, that's number two. That brings us to number one. And do you think... You know your maths. Yes. It's my strong suit. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm from Wayne. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Number so, one, yeah, number one. Do you think everybody knows already what number one is or everyone's scratching their head or you could pretty much work it out? If I they know their be, um, music. I reckon there'd be a scratch. I reckon, reckon? there's such a huge, um, yeah, list. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I, when we do these things, I always try to predict what would go number one and number two. And I would have said, don't dream it's over and better be home soon. So I, I reckon there's probably a scratch. Um, oh, look, I, I just reckon that uh, in the outlook of all, uh, you know, ballads and all that sort of stuff, this song just really is, is, is monumental. Right up there with some of the best ballads going around ever, I reckon. Um, I reckon the way it's put together, um, the words, I, I just reckon this is an absolute cracker. Absolute one of the one of the sweetest songs I've ever made, for my liking. Um, yeah, and and it, it clearly it clearly states that it's one of their best when when you see Vision and I'm, I've been lucky enough to go see a um, Created House um, uh, concert, but they they start playing those opening chords, and people are nearly singing the song for them. Mm. Neil Finn doesn't even have to. So. No. <laughs> no, probably haven't. No, we're probably building haven't. it up. We're building up the suspense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of yeah. course, the number one song for Crowded House for the vinylists is "All at Your Feet," and we all had Rick it pretty. Smarty, did you have it pretty high? You had it in the mid range, didn't you? I had it at number five. Yeah, number five. yeah. yeah. Bite your um, tongue. I think I had number. Two. <laughs> I think I had it number two. Um, I, with very good reason. It was my wedding song, so I feel like um, it definitely. Oh, yours. Was. Mine, yes. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't number one. No. Or it wasn't your Can number one. No. no. Yeah. Where's Emma? Mrs. Clayballs. She'll be on to me. Um, yeah. Pardon the pun? I think um, <laughs> we went with four at your feet, though, not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, Jamie, what was that? <laughs> um, do you recall there being a female album of of ladies singing crowded house, well, not crowded house songs, but Neil Finn, Tim Finn songs. I think it was called She Will Have yeah. Her Way. Yeah. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. And yeah. Claire Bowditch. Claire Bowditch sang Fall At Your Feet. That's where we got this Fall At Your Feet from. We had the band sing it at that tempo. And then yeah. after our wedding, 
a band called Boy and Bear yep. released Fall at Your Feet. And that was similar to the Claire Bowditch song that mm. was the Crowded House one. So in a way, you could say Boy and Bear copied that song from our wedding. But um, <laughs> that's a long way. But, um, you could, yeah you, yeah. you might as well run with that too. Yes, yeah, yeah. yep. That's fact. That is um, have you guys have you guys seen Seven Worlds Collide? That 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 gig? No. Oh, you, oh, geez. Maybe we need to. Maybe we need to watch it and then come back on and record yeah. oh, the last do the whole podcast again. Thank yeah, thanks for yeah. uh, <laughs> about that, Danny. Sorry about that. But you do, yeah. You do. You you should be ashamed of yourselves, both is to be honest. So, um, but yeah, like you've got to get in, like get in there and watch it. Um, fall at your feet. I uh, can't remember who the, the female artist is that's um, the piano player in it, but she does that um, that backup singing, like the stuff that was in that Claire Brodich sort of brought out of the song that is in the, the original track, but it's not highlighted. It sort of gets it sort of gets sucked into the whole song because the whole song is an absolute cracker. But Claire Bowditch, um she does this, but she brings in that background vocals in her vote version. And I reckon that sort of played on and it played on, played on until the Seven Worlds Collide was. And and that piano player, she was doing the background. It is just absolutely golden. It, it makes me weaker than knees. It's so nice to listen to. That whole gig, once again, I, I, I cannot say this enough. You two should be ashamed of yourselves. Okay? So, yeah. More, more homework for us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, can I just add... Yeah. Um, sorry, Jamie. Can I just add a bit more to um, "Don't Dream It's Over" um, mm. when we were talking about that before? Um, I was lucky enough to see Fleetwood Mac in um, September 2019, pre-COVID times, when when life was a simpler play- place. <laughs> um, and of course, Neil Finn was at that gig, and because it was played in Melbourne um, at Rod Laver and um probably three quarters into the set it was Neil's turn to come on and and Fleetwood Mac just you know they they supported him they weren't getting too involved in it and they um and he he sang don't dream it's over to the Melbourne crowd and Fleetwood Mac sort of standing there watching it like yeah we know it's a good song but oh my god he's in his home well a hometown of his he's probably got many you know Kiwi and and Oz but to see the crowd sort of sing it for him it was like they were like watching on to him going wow we're lucky to be playing with him at our gig it was really cool yeah I've seen it on YouTube too and like the just the homage that Stevie Nicks pays him like it's like full respect like yeah Yeah. and just I mean even to say I mean about his musicality he just fits in so well with that group like he was amazing and he knows when to go back and and to be you know supportive and and you know just about the song itself but then yeah in this moment when they were like all right the stage is yours you've got to you've got to play the the hometown and you've got to sing the song that everyone really or a song that everyone really loves and yeah nailed it yeah so um everyone happy yeah, no, I'm, I'm reasonably happy. Otherwise, it'd be an element to me not being happy with these top tens anyway. I promise you that. Well, guys, it's been too much fun, but um, we have ran way over time. So we're going to have to call it a night. Hey, um, if you have any answers for our question today, like who the hell is Catlicks on acid? Maybe you've cried in Greece. Or if you had a crowded house wedding song, or if you know of someone who had a crowded house wedding song, 
Or if you just want to get in touch with us uh, about anything musical, we are more than happy to uh, have a chat. So you can hit us up on uh, the It's The Vinyl Countdown Facebook page or It's The Vinyl Countdown Instagram. Make sure you stay tuned for our next podcast where we will be moving into the 21st century with one of our, well, one of the biggest rock and roll bands of the last 20 years. I know what you're thinking. Is it uh, the Venga Boys or S Club 7? You'll just have to hold on to your hats. Hey, you guys have been amazing. Thanks for coming in and sharing your crowded house stories and your own personal stories today. Uh, Big love and we will see you on the up and coming podcast. Say goodbye, Smarty. Goodbye. Thank you for listening, guys, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Say goodbye, Danny. (laughs) Ta-da. What do you want? What do you want from me? Yeah, what do you want from me? <laughs> Piss off. What do you want from me? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. Ciao. Ta-da. <laughs>